Welcome to the Board and GE Podcast, and now with your hosts, Uncle Tuck and G-Jones. Well, what's going on, everybody? It's your man, Tuck. Got my co-host, Jarrell, here, and we got the motherfucking Tim Dog on the show, finally. <laughs> Dog, man, it's been so long before this is happening, man. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you got time for us, homie. What's going on? Hey, what's good? What you go? What's up, Jarrell? How you feeling, man? Another day in paradise, bro. Good. Listen. That's a fact. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, uh, first of all, Tuck, thank you so much for having me on your show, man. I really appreciate it. I know it's been a long time coming. I mean, we go way, way back in the friendship and everything, you know, yeah. DJ, the DJs and everything. But um, appreciate the love. I apologize if I look a little tired. I had a busy weekend as always, but you know how it is, man. You know how it is. Hey, man, no, no rest for the man that's in demand, you know? I mean, dog, you need yeah, to clone well, yourself. <laughs> I'm tr- man, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm trying, but it's 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 hard to be real. But um, we we gonna touch base on that in, in in this in this hour interview. So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Right, right. But but to start things off, man, for those that may not know, tell us where you from. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, um, well, my government name is Tim Bayard. I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. Born and raised. Uh, Southbridge native. Um, the prodigal son comes home because I'm back over here in Southbridge. Um, been playing for, oh man, since I was 13, professionally since 2005. Um, my mentor uh, is a legendary Domestic Mac from Philadelphia. Um, he was the one who basically molded the person that you guys see today. Um, I've always had the chops, you know, the, the, the DJ and everything was always there, but it was Domestic Mac who took me to that, that business level because the um, conversation that I remember having with Mac was a simple one. It was a simple question. I was asking him, I said, hey, I want to know the other side game business. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, okay, let's go. So after being underneath the Don's wing for about five years, he made me realize that it was more to just playing records. It was more to it. And um, he taught me to be not just a DJ. He taught me to be an entertainer. He taught me the the marketing side of what we do, the promotional side of what we do, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly, the real ugly, the extreme ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, and he just told me the one thing. He said, man, if you stay humble, stay grounded you're gonna be all right and um here we are 20 years later and um uh i'm i'm, I'm happy with the success i am I, I will i'll be the first to say i'm proud of myself i really am no one else to tell me i'm proud of my proud of me i'll tell myself i'm proud because i've i've done a lot <laughs> i've done a lot hey man you gotta be proud of you man it's like 20 years huh Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, Tuck, it's been 20 years, man. I remember since that first time you came down to Pharaoh's before we were celebrations, you came down to Pharaoh's. Wow. Wow. And, and we was talking about it. And we said then, I said, man, I'm going to tell you, the technology is going to change things. And you was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And um, here we are. Here we are. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this. When, when did you get started mixing? Actually, you, you told us about Don Mystic Mac getting you in the business, helping you on the business portion, but I know we got to be way more than 20 years when you first picked up some vinyl. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, for me, it was like every other DJ. We heard um, Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steel. Mm-hmm. And um, just those bricks, you know what I'm saying? Those bricks and everything. And I had an aunt that lived in um, in the Bronx. My button, she lived there. So in the summertime, you know, I would go up there and hang out with my aunt and my cousins. And so one, one, one faithful Saturday, she like, don't y'all go down in the park. Don't, you know, they down there doing all this stuff. And I'm hearing all this music, and this rhythms and everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to go down here and find out what's going on. I'm sorry, I got to go down here. <laughs> you know, so we, we snuck bad. out the house. <laughs> we was bad kids. And we snuck out the house, man. We ran down there. And I'm this little kid. I'm this kid. I'm, I'm 12 years old. And I see, you know, the setups, the big speakers and the turntables and the mixers. And I see the DJs out there just catching these breaks and everything and just catching. I hear the cats out there rhyming over these breaks. And I'm like, yo, that's 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 hot. You know, I, I, 
you know, I'm, 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 I'm like in trance, you know, I'm like asphyxiated what's going on. And I'm trying to get close, trying to, you know, hear it. And I'm, I'm hearing the, the disco and the, and, the, and the rhythms and the, I'm hearing all these beats. I'm like, yo, so I come home. And I'm like, I want to do this. So what do I do? I start going through my mom's records. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through my mom's records. Mm-hmm. And I'm catching the Osley Brothers. And I'm catching the James Browns. And I'm catching the Earth, Wind, and Fires. And I'm catching all these, these, these beats and everything. And I'm, man, I'm literally scratching up my mom's records. Been now, there, keep bro. in mind, keep in mind, this is when albums for you youngins that don't know about no albums. <laughs> you know, this is when your mom had to talk. I'm pretty sure you can you can uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, relate to what I'm going to say. Remember the big component systems that was all in, you know, everything in it would had the rack where you could, you know, the record would come over and drop the next album down and you could play right. it. <laughs> yeah, that was a picture in every living room. Every living room, you know, you open up the cabinet, you put all the 45s down there and all of that. Mm-hmm. Remember catching James Brown's Cold Sweat. Ooh. Just the scratching the just the beginning of it. Shiggy, 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 boom. Damn it. Shiggy, 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 boom. Damn it. <laughs> man, my mom. Oh, man. That was the first. I don't, I don't, are, we, are we allowed to? to, yes, to, yes, to... Yes, yes, you are. Yes, okay, that's the way I. That was the first major ass whipping I took because I fucked up my mom's brand new James Brown album. Mm. I've been there, bro. I she got, would have I, her man, got ass whippings behind that she, too. Man, she would have her friends come over and um they play pity pat. Mm-hmm. You know, again, for you youngins don't know about that. You know, <laughs> my mom would have the, the the weekly pity pat game over her crib. And I was the DJ. I would go in there and I would play my mom's records. Mm-hmm. So I'm in there playing the Al Greens and and, and, and the Parliament Delic and and all that stuff. I'm playing all that stuff in the background. I'm I'm scratching it, jiggy 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 jiggy. Hmm. My uncle be like, "Mary, what that boy in there doing? He fucking up the music." <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I take man. that ass whipping. Stop! Stop! She smacked across the back of my head. Cut that bullshit out. I'm like, oh man, but. I felt it. So um, she knew I knew the music. And then me being a self-taught drummer on top of all of that, I had the rhythms all in my head. Okay. So, um, you know, she would be like, you know, this boy into this music, you know, he's into this music. So she made a deal with me. She said, if you earn, you know, earn some of the money to get the mixers and the turntables you want, I'll meet you halfway. I was 13. I was like, okay, okay. So as a little entrepreneur, what I was doing, I was cutting grass, you know, doing Shepherd everything snow. I could do to earn this extra money. Shepherd, there it was. It was bl- I remember the blizzard. It was a blizzard of 80, 82, 80, somewhere around that area. Mm-hmm. I remember that, man, because, yo, I shoveled snow in South Bridge for a whole week. Mm. Earned that money. I bought my first Newmark box mixer. And my mom bought me my turntable. She bought me one. And my uncle, he bought me my other one. Wow. And that was it for me, man. I was on my way. Mm. So then um, my stepbrother, uh, Rob Spencer, he's known as DJ Master Rob. You know, he came down. He was like, yo, what you got? I'm like, yo, man, look, look at this. So he was like, all right, let's let's work with this. So we started, you know, going to sound, uh, what was it? Um, Used to be on uh, Market Street, right, right around Fourth and Market. You know, right as you want the hill about, downstairs. What was that? What was talking about Jacks. Jacks. There you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, Jarrell, you don't know about that. You don't know about. See, Jack, you don't know about that right there. That's see, that's that's back in the day. You don't know about the that. Only <laughs> Everything else, I was with you on. Okay. You with me? All right. Now st- stay with me now. Stay with me. So, so we go to Jacks Records, and and Tuck, you could appreciate this. We would go in, and we would start flipping through the records. Anything that had the Sugar Hill label on it, we brought it. Got it. Four dollars ninety nine cent. That's what it was. Four ninety nine. Anything that had the um, the red label was it Funk Box? Mm. The red label. We was getting any anything that had Sugar Hill, Funk Box on it, something like that. Yes, we brought it. it. We brought it. We we was grabbing it because we knew it was gonna be hot. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and we will always buy two of them. We back to back it. We back to back it. So I remember studying Grandmaster Flash, Wheels of Steel. I studied that record for like a month. That's all I, I had. I had it on a tape, a 60 minute tape, and I just wow. played it. And that's all I did. I just studied it, studied it, studied it, studied it, studied it. And I promised myself I was going to catch that break. But the break that caught me the most, the one I couldn't figure out, mm-hmm. was the Apache break from the original Incredible Bongo Brothers. Man. That's the beginning of that break. That's the original Apache. And when he would bring that joint back, man, it took me, I'm going to say, probably about a month, to be honest with you, to actually mirror what Grandmaster Flash did. First house party I ever did, first house party I ever did, I was 16. I actually performed that whole song, each break, and caught it, each one. I was Man. so hyped. Man, so hyped. And I knew then, I was like, yeah, yeah, you I'm going to be nice. all right. Showing up with the glow. You, you, you was ready at that point. Yeah. yeah. I, I was good then. You know, but I just didn't want to be like a DJ, you know, with the, the technical aspect of it all, the scratching everything. Now, that's just not me. For those who, who've been around me long enough know, I'm not a scratcher. I'm not a crab scratcher. I'm, that's just not me. I'm a party DJ. Right. I like to see people dancing and having a good time. And, and you know, just I like to see that aspect of it all. Now, do I respect the DJs doing the crab scratch and tech? Of course, naturally. Yeah. I respect those cats big time because, especially, and a big shout out to my man, DJ Shorty T, here, right here, Wilmington, yeah. Delaware, because Shorty is like, in my eyes, one of the best technical DJs around the area. Oh, and his green room. In his green room, I mean, I'll be, I'll be watching him on his green room. And I keep telling him, I got to come down in the green room just to hang out with you fellas, you know, just to hang out, you know. And I just, I, I just love the way that he just can transform, you know, songs. You know, he just, he just, he just does it flawlessly. That, that's love TJ to death. I really do. That's my boy. Love him to death. Yeah, yeah, we came up in the ranks together. That's that's my man, fifty grand and everything, boy. Yeah, yes, sir. You know what? Definitely gonna have to try to get him up on the show, man. Definitely. We do. Yeah, yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Tim Dog, you are probably the third or fourth guest we've had on here. Mention him. Yeah. So like, it's yes, because like, because Radar mentioned him. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Matter of fact, I think we talked about him with Breakout too. We, we, we talking hey man, listen, yeah. listen. For for those who don't know who who DJ Shorty T is, that boy by far, I mean, hands down, mm-hmm. hands down. That boy can, he can go, He's he dope. can go. You know, and, and we've done parties together, and you know, and our 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 styles just you know it we clicked. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do the party stuff, he would do the scratching stuff. And I'm like, yo, I'll be, I just stand being like amazed, man. Go ahead, do your thing. <laughs> just do your thing. And I'll be like right. a kid in the candy store, like, go ahead, man, do, do your thing, man. I just want to watch, do your thing. And he'd be the same way with me, like, dog, man, just do your thing. And I'm like, no, man, do you, do you, you know? So it's just that, 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 that overall respect that, you know, we have for each other. Love that boy to death. God knows I do. I really do. I, just, right. I love him to death. But Tim, let me, let me get into this real quick, though. Being a guy that came from the analog background as far as DJing, like what we had to have just, you know, we had two turntables, we had mixers, we also had to bring our speakers, we had amps and everything. Ooh, it, wasn't like, man. it wasn't like you just Ooh, yeah. to your, your, you know, your deck and stuff like that. You had to have amps and then with all of that, we had to have extra accessories like Radio Shack. We lived in there like for for fuses, for speaker wire, for needles and all of that. Yes. And then, yes. Let's not forget about the main aspect: your transportation. You had to have something big, hey. whether it was a a big caravan or just a big ass truck. And you had <laughs> to have them crates of records. Like you had to really go through and you know plan out your whole set, your whole night, because you couldn't carry thirty and forty crates. You were trying to carry maybe both four or five, depending. And everything depending, depending on the size and stuff. And yeah, I know you remember 
when you do a party, everybody's there to help you. At the end of the party, you can't get no help to load that car back up. <laughs> I mean, man, people come up. It is going to tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they want to get in the party for free. That's what right. it was. Yes. Yes. That's all it was. I mean, you just got to be real with it, man. I mean, you know, see, we're from that era whereas, you know, yeah, I carried the crates. I carried the, 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 the speakers. I carried, you know, the bags, you know, the bags of records, all that kind of stuff. But I didn't do it just to get into the party. You know, I did it. You it know, education. I did it. We was right. I did it because, right, I wanted to earn my stripes. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to go in and be like, hey, you know what? I want to earn my stripes. I want to earn the, the, the right. To, not to say I want to be a groupie. I'm hanging around this DJ because he's hot or this DJ because he's hot. No, because I want to learn how to actually rock a party right. from beginning to end. You know, for five hours straight and not repeat one song, you know, not repeat one song. And, you know, and it's unfortunate that because see, back in the day, you could play everything. Mm -hmm. You could run a disco set. You could run a house set. You could run underground hip hop. You could run R&B. You could run reggae. Slow jam. Exactly. You could slow the party down and rock a slow jam, Mm -hmm. you know. And, but you just knew you had to play the right stuff. Right. You know, and as Mac told me, play the hits. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, okay, well, what's the hits? And he'd be like, will you listen to the radio? Like, yeah. Play the top 20 songs in the radio. Mm. He'd be like, okay. Then he said, then you throw in some stuff that People don't hear on the radio, but you hear at the parties. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. And if you blend all that together, you're going to be fine. Mm. So in the early, you know, I'm going to say a between, I'm going to say 86 and 99. That's when I was in the military. So I was, you know, I wasn't here. I was overseas, but I was keeping my, you know, I was right home, making sure everything was cool here. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the era when hip hop exploded. Right. Tuck, you know you can you can appreciate that because hip hop was in its infancy in 1979, mm-hmm. and everybody thinks the rapper's delight was the first hip hop song. No, 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 it wasn't. Fatback Band, King Tim the Third, was actually the first rap song. Ooh, that was man. the first rap song. Tell them, dog. Tell them. Okay. So, so, so for those who want to know the history. That was the very first rap song ever came out. It's called King Tim the Third. Six months later, Sugar Hill Gang came out with Rappers Delight. Right. Okay. So with the evolution of hip hop, then, mm-hmm. you know, between 80 and 83, it was in its infancy. Right. You know, we were just, they were just getting started. Hip hop exploded or started exploding in 86. Mm-hmm. By the time the summer of 88 came, oh, it was bananas. For, hands down, the summer of 88 was the best summer for just overall music, not just not just hip hop. We're talking R&B, rap, everything. The summer of 88, everybody came up. You know, but Tim, you could probably you could probably name you could probably name five albums right now that came out in summer of 88. Yeah, shit. Big Daddy Kane. Um, one. Shit, uh, Karis one. He dropped Rock his him. and then two. Rock, uh, yeah, Eric Van Rockham, Rock. Public Enemy, EPMD. Remember, hey, EPMD that's, there you was go. getting compared to Rockham. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And we was all banging it. He dropped that year too. I promise you, Run DMC dropped something yeah. too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that, but, yeah. Dude, from 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 January to December '88. Like every week, somebody was dropping something new. Like every, literally every week. And now I'm not just saying hip hop. I'm talking R and B too. Right. Because New Edition dropped that album. Mm-hmm. Bobby Brown dropped his album. Oh King my stage. God. Um, K State King of Stage. I'll be I'll be sure it dropped his joint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it just it just goes on and on and on. But it all revolves back to us, the DJs, because we were the ones who was playing that music. You know. Now, we had to figure out how to play it now. 
Now, Tim, now I know you was real quick to like embrace technology and everything, but you got to admit the technology, as much as we love it and as much as it's convenient and stuff, it, it took a lot of the luster from people really wanting to learn the craft. Now, how do you feel about that? To be honest with you, it sucks. I'm going to be real. It sucks. It really does. Technology has, I'm not going to say ruin because ruin such a, a big word. Mm-hmm. It has put a stain on it. I'm going to leave it. At, I'm going to say it like that. It's put a stain on technology. You know, if I could go back to my 12s, and I ain't going to say if I, could, I really could if I really wanted to. Right. If I could go back to my 12s, I would. You know, but as we got older, I'm 55 years old. I got a bad back. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, we embraced technology. We had we had to embrace. It was either what how being how being said in the movie. You either get down or lay down. Right. You know, so you had. I think the technology is good, but like when I say that these a lot of these DJs didn't go through the carrying the records just so that the, the DJ you carrying the records for be like, yo, I need to take a break. You on for 20 minutes or whatever, you know, Ooh. they, they don't know about that. They don't know about going to the record store and getting lost just by just going through the things. And, you know, like Jack's and sound the market and Armand's and all of that. They had turntables where you could sit there and play the record. Like if you went there enough, they were cool with you. They'd be like, yo, man, check this out. This just came out and everything. Because records used to drop on Tuesday and everything. Yes, sir. And we used to go there and we spend yeah, all damn day. All day. New Music Tuesday. All day cats, long. All day long. These cats, once technology started coming in, even before, like, you know, the digital DJs and stuff like that, when music was starting to be digitized like you know you could download it you got mp3s you got cds i think that took a lot of the 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 talent of having to go to the record store where you had a limited amount of money but you had to come out with some hits because you had to have some hits to play at the party so you can get the next gig so you could buy more records it was a cycle like these cats they just download whatever you know it's like everything's available to them well so hold up okay so so here's the thing right Speaking mm-hmm. from this generation, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's a messed up balance. So, A, you're right. They don't go to the store and do that kind of work anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to, like, mm-hmm. when you said listening to the top 20 records, listening to the radio, maybe even grabbing a pencil and writing down what's the ones that they keep playing just to figure out how to, which ones is getting that, that rotation. Right. They don't do that mm-hmm. no more because they're going to go to their app or they're going to go to the internet and figure out, well, what's the top 20 songs? You know, they're going to they, they're gonna believe in Billboard and live off of that. But in right. that same, the same way that, that, that technology took that research away, technology also took the power away from a lot of those DJs to break records. So now because TikTok is breaking records, way more than majority of DJs are able to just because that it's right in their phone. TikTok and Instagram this is how a lot of people find their music versus being out somewhere. Oh, you dropped that new joint, da da da, da and that mm-hmm. and, and it becoming a thing based off the experience, right? right? So it, it, that balance, like, yeah, they don't do that research, but it also don't benefit them as much because they can't even get the the love off of breaking the record and kind of like really putting the emphasis on it by running it back two or three times on the break. Like, oh, y'all hear this? Yeah, you know, what I mean, they don't even get that 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 feeling no more. I feel I feel you on that, but the, my whole thing is that. It seems like the it, it added an element of laziness to it, because when we okay. when we were DJing, you just couldn't take a tax return and spend and get some equipment and be DJing the weekend after. Nah, dog, it was a lot of stuff we had to piece together. Some of us had to buy some used equipment. I mean, some of us stayed at the pawn shop buying amps and speakers and stuff like that because. You know, we ain't had the money like that, but now it's like the threshold to, to become a DJ has gotten so low that anybody can do it. And, and and I feel what you were saying, G. I truly do. But when you got celebrity DJs that's playing pre-made playlists, <laughs> that shit fucking sucks. That fucking sucks balls. Uh, it, it really sucks balls. Because, uh, like, they, like, like, 
and I, her name just came up like Paris Hilton. She she's not a DJ, oh, but she gets top fucking dollar to play a playlist that somebody else made for her. And she just waves her hand. She looks really cute up there. And I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. when, okay. when did it become that? When did it become that? All right. So, all right. Mm-hmm. My take. Mm-hmm. And Tuck, you know, you know, you follow me on social media. I'm Gray Say, but I'm Gray Say. Mm-hmm. It's my opinion, and I'm entitled. That's first and foremost. Tuck, I agree with you 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Technology has screwed up the the art of the real being a real DJ. I was talking to a young boy last night, and this is and it's ironic that we're having this conversation because this is what I told him. Like, you know what? You guys do not appreciate the hard work that we put in. Right. Going to the record stores, getting the music, getting needles. You know, everything is now handed to y'all. Mm-hmm. It's handed to you. You know, instead, like I told my, like I told my man, it took me six months, six months, to literally trans, transfer all my CDs into MP3 into my hard drive mm-hmm. so I can start using my program. Six months. Okay? Now, when we were going up, mm-hmm. like you just said, Tuck, we had to get up on a Saturday morning, get in the car, put gas in your car, go to the record stores, dumpster dive through the records, finger through the records, stuff, looking at it, looking at the back of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Peeling out, yo, can I hear this? Listen to it. Yeah, all right, okay, yo, put that over there. So you you would walk into the record store and walk out with a stack of records like this. Right. You would spend the money you made for the party you did the night before mm-hmm. on new music. Right. Like you said, Tuck, this was a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. But it kept you on top of everything because Everybody wanted to be the best. Everybody wanted to be number one. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, you had to put the work in. Right. It's like sports. If you want to be, if you want to go to the NBA, you got to put the work in. If you want to go to NFL, you got to put the work in. Mm-hmm. Today's generation, and Jarrell, please, there's no disrespect. Please, no disrespect. Today's generation do not want to put in the work in order for them to be successful. They feel like, okay, I got a laptop, I got a controller, I can go to Spotify, I can go to YouTube, and I'm a DJ. No. No. You're not. You think you're a DJ. Mm-hmm. Okay? Those two initials, DJ means something to us. It does. Because us OGs, we put the work in. We did. We put the work in. And we're still putting the work into this day. But the younger generation... Don't understand it. They don't want to put the work in. They want to go to somebody and be like, okay, let me give you a couple hundred dollars for your hard drive. Nah, you want to appreciate the hard work? Do it yourself. Right. Go get the music yourself. Go get it yourself. Now, I will say this. This is not every DJ in this new generation. No, no. There are some that that embrace the essence that we had and they go hard for it. It's just like, you know, I had stopped DJing in 92. And then right, we, I remember, I remember that. Yes. And then me and Jarrell, you know, we 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 got back and was like, you know what, Jarrell wants to start DJing again. So we were doing, you know, the streaming on Twitch and everything, and it was really really fun. We just kind of backed off it because our schedules is crazy hectic. But I uh-huh. say that to like one of the things I used to always say to Jarrell, and he just sit there scratch his head. I'd be like, yo, with all this technology, why are we hearing the same shit? Like. Over. They, they can remix. You can remix your own shit, and it's like, yep. It it, it it caused me to look at a lot of DJ side eyes, like the ones that are like the, the 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 top of the game, and the ones that you always hear about. They on the radios, and they doing this and this. And I'm like, nigga, you don't even have to remix your own. You don't even have to remix yourself. There's other motherfuckers out there that's remixing shit, but you insist on playing the same shit. Like, like I said, man, I get tired of hearing myself. Hmm. For real. I get tired of hearing myself because I feel like I'm in a box. I'm playing the same stuff over and over 
and over and so much music out there. It and really Tim, is. You remember the thrill on when you broke something. When you dropped that oh, song and nobody yeah. else, and motherfuckers went bananas. And it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> they went bananas. I remember when I <laughs> I remember when I got Jacko the Bells for real. I remember when I got that joint. Mm-hmm. Matt played it at the atrium. He played the atrium. <laughs> I played it at what I played that very next week. Oh, Ambrosia. I was over Ambrosia. Okay. I was filling in for JB. I was filling in for JB on the Sunday. I was filling in for JB on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I had just got my I had just got my two copies of For Real. Just got it. So you know how it was. I'm mixing in, busting loose. Mm-hmm. I'm mixing in, busting loose, and got right to the break of busting loose. As soon as I got to the break of busting loose, I scratched that joint in and dropped it. Man, niggas over at the pool table stop. <laughs> look. <laughs> Babes is like, yo, I'm on stage like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, DJs are coming over like, yo, what's that? I'm like, yo, Cat was from Chester. Mm-hmm. Jackal was from Chester. Yeah. Drop that joint. Everybody hit me. I'm like, yo, where did you get that from? I had one copy of it. One. Mm-hmm. I got it from Mac. Mac bought three. He gave me one. He's like, oh, no, my brother, I'm going to give you this one. If you want the other one, you got to go get it yourself. You got to go find it. Right. It took me a week to go find it. Mm. But just the thrill of playing that record before anybody else played it. Mac played it on the radio. Mm. I played it live. Right. So he played it. No, I'll take that back. He played the radio, then he dropped it to the atrium, and I played it over Ambrosia. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I had it before other DJs had it. You know, next thing I know, like a week later, you know, everybody's like, yo, where do you get that from? You know. Rand just happened to know, dude. Rand had like, like, like a couple hundred copies pressed. And Rand was selling them from his crib for like, look, because it was such a rare find. Rand was selling that joint for like thirty bucks a copy. Mm. Wow, a copy. The, it's it's a shame. Those are the days. So, 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 going back to what we was basically saying, the hard work that we put in, and wanting to drop new music. Now, just. You know, going into today's music versus yesterday's music. Mm-hmm. Um, just my personal opinion. It's garbage. This is my personal opinion. It's it's garbage. It's like it's a lot of garbage out there. It really is. You entitled to your opinion now. There, but there is some stuff that 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 is that's that's okay. I mean, really, it's okay. You know, I'm like, okay, I can, I can, you know. Can, you know, I can, I can rock with that. My my grown folks, because I'm a grown folks guy. You know, I'm, that's my audience. My my audience is grown folks, mm-hmm. forty and up. That's my target audience. You know, um, I can see some grown folks like, okay, I can, I can, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of music out there that I personally just feel like, what were they thinking, or what were they, what were they doing, <laughs> what were they doing? I mean, do you not, do you not hear what we hear? You know, I mean, like, like, so my, my, my overall question to them is, and it's funny, it's funny that I'm saying this is because mm-hmm. DJ Amaze, shout out to DJ Amaze, that's my man, Dave Maze, that's my boy. Yeah. He's good people. We had a, yeah, we, we had a, we had a, um, a debate <laughs> per se the other day on Facebook. And, um, it was basically about today's music. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, you know, the question well actually this, this the, the debate started when he said, So people are coming up to you and doing this now, pushing their phones in your face. Mm-hmm. And can you play this? And I said, Yeah, I said, because my grown folks don't do that. Mm-hmm. My grown folks don't do that. Kids do that. You know, and I said, just like that, kids do that. Mm-hmm. You know. So he said, So he says, Dog, what you mean? I said, Yo, yo, I said, so I told him, I said, Yo, man, listen, my grown folks audience. Do not take their cell phones and mush them in my face talking about, can you play this song? You know, nah. they'll respectfully walk up to me and be like, hey, tell me, do you have this song? And if I have it, I'll play it for them. We'll keep it moving. I said, I just did a University of Delaware party down Timothy's about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what these kids did. Push their phones in my face. Play this, play this, play this. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's disrespectful, first of all. I'm okay? the conductor. And second of all, <laughs> Yeah, let, let me do, if you have a request, by all means, just come over and ask me. Mm-hmm. His rebuttal was, 
Well, you play for senior citizens. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay. I said, okay. I said, Dave, you know that I have a grown folks audience. That's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I don't play for children. Right. Okay. I'm 55. So I ain't got no business playing for them in the first place. I stay in my position. That's why I have a crew of young DJs that can play for their audience because they know their music. Right. I don't know their music. I don't listen to Pop Sport. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to Roddy Rich. I don't listen to Travis Scott. The big thing on a, on Facebook the other day was, who is this Travis Scott kid? Anybody over 40 don't even know who this dude is. <laughs> they don't even know who he is. Mm. You know, I mean, I know who he is because I have a couple of his tracks. Right. I know he's a hot producer. I know he's produced a lot of hot stuff. But the overall question to, to the maze was, I was like this, okay, so us senior citizens, like, guess what? I said, we'll be 65 and still listen to Dougie Fresh's The Show. Still listen to Frankie Beverly and Maze. Mm-hmm. 2004, y'all had a 2005. I can't name one artist. <laughs> 2010, I can't. I'm just being honest, I can't. No. Now, I know some mm-hmm. Ron Brown with the Pop Champagne and some of the joints that was kind of hot. And Jarrell, I know you're looking at me crazy, so so <laughs> I know you're looking at me crazy, which is cool, which is cool, which is cool. But my whole thing, and I'm going, I'm going to end the statement like this. Mm-hmm. Today's music has, in my personal opinion, no substance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end it at that. Now, I will say this, and I learned this from my younger brothers like Jarrell and a couple other people, is that... Mm-hmm. What's being forced out there and on mainstream, you can sum it up to be garbage, but best believe there is some good shit that just doesn't make that mainstream. Because Jarrell hits me with fines every almost every other day with something. He was like, yo, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. It's just the corporate machine of the record labels and, you know, media, they play was comfortable they play was going to get advertisers spending money and unfortunately it's the disposable stuff that we hear now not all like you said tim not all of it's garbage um right because let's keep it real we had some trash shit in our day too it's just oh amen to that <laughs> yes we just, did it's just the, the pool was open for everybody like you know nwa may not get played on the radio but public enemy get played P, um, you know, Run DMC get played, LL get played, uh, Brand Nubians may get played, and hell, to be honest with you, we come from a time that a lot of these radio stations that people loving the death that play, you know, the music we call garbage, they used to have something that was a no rap work day, where they didn't play no rap. Yeah. So after five, no rap at all. And y'all, you write about that. that. You write about that. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, I remember that myself. I was like, like, they wouldn't play it at all. Like, let me be petty. Power 99 was the biggest culprit. They was like, we ain't playing no rap. Period. Nothing at all. Even the R&B songs that were kind of like merging rap, like, you know, Bobby Brown was famous for wanting to rap. They was. Take the rap rap section out. Yep, they sure would. They sure would. Remixes out of here. Yeah, yeah. And, and that stuff yeah. did not start until after five. And that's when we had the five o'clock traffic jam where they pretty much yep. told us they let the DJ, you know, do his thing. But it was still curtailed by what was it? A program director. I think that's what they used to call them. Where program director. Program director the, the most famous one I know is Hella Little. She was program director of Power 99 from 1990 to 1999. Yeah. So, so, yo, it is some good music out there, but you're just not going to find it through the traditional means where we found it. It's just definitely out right. there. Like I said, Jarella hit something up and be like, yo, I heard this person on SoundCloud. Check this out. Or, yo, I was mm-hmm. doing the Pandora mix and this came up or somebody told me about this on Spotify. So it is good music out there. It's just what we're being told to consume is the disposable garbage. But, you know, we're going to yeah. leave that alone because, you know, we're here talking about Tim Dog. So so Tim Dog, <laughs> talk, talk, getting back to talking about you, 
You do mm-hmm. all sorts of parties. You done did bar mitzvahs. You done did weddings. You done did oh, receptions. Man. Uh, you done did baby showers. You done did baby reveal parties. <laughs> you done did, you know, Bobby got an A on, you know, his math test in second grade. You going to throw a party. You done did, did look, block parties did, and shit like that. Did your, 50th birthday, did your 50th birthday party? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know that. You know, I walk in, I'm like, Yeah, it was a surprise. <laughs> and, and for Tuck, ladies and gentlemen, what I did for Tuck was because see, Tuck is a is a person of he likes the underground backpack hip hop. Mm-hmm. So just for Tuck, I played all his favorites. Yeah. And stuff he didn't even think I knew he liked. And the, just know. to sit there and watch him sit over there and vibe, he was like yeah. He was just vibing the whole night. If yeah. look, ladies and gentlemen, if he could have had a cigar and a glass of bourbon, he'd have been good. He'd have been good. He'd have been good. Man. He was fine. He came up to me he's like, "Dog, thank you so much." I'm like, "Yo, yes. man, this was this was our era. This was good. And it's rare I get a chance to play yes. good music like that. You know, I mean, play some classic underground hip hop. You know, I played joint UMCs for him. He was over like this. Ooh, okay, man. yeah. Can you make my order, please? Hmm. You know, yeah. I was like, you know, so. It was it was a good look, but yeah, for me, I, j- I just wrapped up my my twenty twenty one um wedding tour, mm-hmm. did my last one yesterday. Thank you. Okay. So I just f- finished that up. Um, getting ready to uh, do the holiday tour. I got the uh, city Wilmington's employees Christmas party coming up. Okay. Um, just copped the uh, 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 contract to provide entertainment for the Wilmington Blue Rocks next summer. So I'm really really excited about that. Oh, that's really excited about that. Thank you. Thank you. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to bringing a different element of entertainment to baseball stadium. You know, folks coming in and listening to some music in between innings and having some fun. Um, yeah. Just renewed the, just renewed the contract for the Riverfront, too. So I'll be doing more events out there next summer. So okay. 2022 is going to be a good year. Going to be a good yeah. year. So so I went I went through that little rant to ask you, is there any particular type of party you love doing? And it, if we go to one extreme, like the one you love doing, we got to go to the extreme that you like not a fan of and everything. For me, I like the the, the, the clients who hit me up and say, tell them I want classic old school. Give me that classic old school. You know, take me back to the 80s and 90s. Give me that. I'm like, OK, you know, and then I, I, that way I can dig into the crates per se. Okay. <laughs> you know, I can dig into the crates, and um, usually I just try to find the the classics that we all enjoy. You know, early early Eric B and Rakim, early Public Enemy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some Steady B. Uh, can't play too much Steady B because due to the fact that you know, you know, we still got a, a situation in Philly, so I kind of sort of stay away from that. But um, you know, uh, I, I enjoy those. Now the parties I don't like are the ones where they say they want me to play the new stuff, which is fine. I got no problem. Again, got no problem playing it. But when I play it, they don't move. Mm. They just they just sitting there like, you know, I'm like, well, this is what you want me to play. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm just going by what you told me. You know, I ask you, mm-hmm. what would you what would you like for me to play for you? You're like, well, I want to hear this, I want to hear that. I'm like, okay. So I'm playing it and I'm, I'm surveying the audience. And I'm looking around and like nobody's moving. You know, I'm like, this is what you wanted to hear. And then it guess what he reverts back to? Same old, same old. Mm. You no, know, you know, it's right back to the same old, same old. So yeah, that that gets a little frustrating to be honest with you. But as an entertainer, you know, you gotta play for the audience. It's like, it's like a you know a singer that's being on tour. You know, if you know you're gonna do, you're gonna be on tour doing 54 shows. You know, you're gonna play the same stuff for 54 nights. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be the same stuff. It's gonna be the same set list, same thing. It's gonna be the same thing. Right. Now, one thing I could tell you that I learned by you know being at events that you do and everything is that Tim Dog, you you definitely for the people, but you also don't do what I like to call as a cop out. Like a cop out to me is when. The DJ really doesn't have bodies on the floor. People, they're into their own little conversations. They're at the bar, but it doesn't look like we're at a party. The cop-out right. is when somebody goes and throws a line dance song. Tim does Tim, yeah, does, Tim yeah. does that at a request of who's ever doing a party, but I've seen Tim keep the party going by 
bringing, you know, the nostalgia cuts and blending them with something new and giving us, you know, them nice little orgasms. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of the cop-out, but I know a lot of DJs, yeah. the line dancers, their go-to. If they fucking up and they don't have people on the floor, oh, let me throw a line dance on and I get them on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, just because I personally don't like line dance songs, I, I think they're a good thing because it gets a lot of people into it and active and, and gets people going, but mm-hmm. that shouldn't be the main arsenal in your toolbox. That should just be something like, oh, I'm doing this because that's what the party's asking for and everything. And and I love how You're you right. do that. And also, another, now, thing now that, that, that another thing that I love oh. that you do is that you have no problem acknowledging other people who might be at the event, like let's say somebody, you know, opened up a business, you shouting them out or somebody, you know, just got married or something, you shouting them out. Cause I remember we was down Timothy's and it was a wedding reception that was going on and they had nothing to do with us. And Tim was like, hold on, man, we're going to work something out. Cause this, this is a happy day for him and stuff. And he had to come yeah, yeah. up there and they found out what song they wanted and stuff. And the thing about it, everybody in the party flowed lovely because Tim has entertained us all night long up until that point. And it was like, you know, it's just whatever. So that I do love about, I do love that. about. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you. I really do. I I try to incorporate, you know, everything, you know, I don't want to single anybody out. I don't want to single any, you know, genre. And I will, and I will be honest and say, there have been times where I've done parties and, you know, I'm I'm playing some good music and I'm I'm looking around and people just I, they they vibing but they they look like you know I'm like okay, what can I do to get y'all up on the dance floor without having to play this line dance? To be honest with you, what can I do? So, you know, I will do everything in my power not to play a line dance song. Mm-hmm. You know, I really will. I mean, like I, I remember I was uh, what was I at? I was I did this one gig and I promised myself on the way to the gig I said you know what dog. <laughs> I'm not playing no line dance night. None. Not one line dance song. I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I promised myself I wasn't gonna play before I let go. There it was. Those two songs. <laughs> Those that line dance and before I let go. Wasn't playing it. I promised myself wasn't doing it. Get to the party, I'm steadfast. I'm like, mm-hmm. not doing it. Not doing it. So I come in, start the vibe out, everybody's feeling it, going to the two-step, just keeping it moving. I'm 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 just going around everything. Mm. I get Right to the end of the gig. <laughs> Party over. I'm going to Mike thinking everybody coming out. Girl walked up to me and this is exactly what she said. She said, I just want to say thank you for not playing any line dance and not playing Frankie Beverly and Maze and mm-hmm. keeping this party going. I was like, you know what? I appreciate that because that was my goal tonight. My goal tonight was not to play no line dance and I wasn't playing Frankie Beverly and Maze. I just wasn't that's, doing it. That's and, I got away, and I got away with it. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, most DJs, let me let me take that back. Let me rephrase that. Some DJs know that if you if you can't get nobody partying, they're just not feeling you. Drop a line dance song. There it is. There, 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 there's your fail safe. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's where it is right now. Unfortunately, that's where we are right now. I mean, if it's if because I've done parties like that. I'll be honest with you. I've done parties where I've been playing for like two, three, like two hours straight. Bangers, you know, people, you know, stuff that I know people usually be partying. This is looking at me like I'm crazy, you know. But they sitting there just waiting. Mm. Soon as they hear, same old two step, same old two, here they come. Now, Tim, this this has been a great interview, but I got a couple more questions to get out and everything like that. So I'm gonna have to hit him with you in rapid succession. You, yes, sir. Being the people's DJ, who's your favorite DJ? Like when you're, my favorite? When, you're, when you're not at work and you're, you know, because it's rarely that you're not at work, but on the rare occasions that you're not at work and you get invited to a party or something, who's the DJ you like to attend to and check to, check out? Smooth. Okay. DJ Smooth. Um, KG. Okay. Uh, DJ Cousin Pete. Okay. Uh, Jamar. Definitely rated R. Oh, I got I miss Randy. That's my man. Uh, of course, Shorty T. Mm-hmm. And um, what else would I put on that list? 
else would I put on that list? Oh, my man Gordy. Uh, uh, Gordy used to do um, the third, the grown. He used to do his version of Grown Folks Friday up in Chester. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are the cats that I can. If I if I wasn't working, they doing a party. Those are the cats I you know I sit there and just vibe with. Like I know I know smooth plays around the cats bar right around the corner for me. Then a little karaoke night around there. You know, but usually I'm coming off work. I'm like, you know what? I'd have kept smooth enough time. Yeah, but yeah, you, I've been a couple popped, of schools for. Yeah, you popped in there on me a couple of times. Like, yo, man, hey, I'm yeah, tired, yeah. but I seen you was here. What's up, man? Let me get a drink on, you know, yeah. pay for it. Yeah, just come in to like say, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, you know, but yo, Gil, but I've been to a couple of parties. The smooth's done. I'm sat there with like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just have my high in the kid and be like, yeah. You know, yeah, just we, be vibing with him. Like, yeah. We just had smooth on here, too. Yeah, that's my boy. He's good. Just he's good people. he's like good people. Now, quick question, really, really, really mm. quick. Um, just curious. Better party DJ, Kid Capri, be nice. Kid Capri. Just checking. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there's always that G question that comes up, but he always has a method to his madness, and that's why I love him, man. That's that's why he's here every day. Now, like my man said, that's. Now, like I say, I got a couple other questions I want to hit you up, but uh, we definitely wanted to ask you about the grazing in the grass event. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, thank yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we definitely wanted to talk about that real quick. Okay, well, real quick, uh, grazing in the grass was an event that was um, actually put on by the city of Wilmington. Um, I was very, very honored um, to have been a part of that that summer tour. Um, we had a lot of fun. We traveled all. We did our park, our parties in the park, all through the park, um, all through the parks of the city of Wilmington. Um, a big shout out to the city of Parks and Recreation uh, for allowing me to be a part of that. Um, mm-hmm. We're looking forward to uh, doing it again next summer. Um, and the highlight for me was when um, they surprised me, had my billboard up on up there. That was a uh, uh, that was very humbling. It really was. It was very humbling. Yeah, especially to be riding through town, and be like, oh look at this. Okay, that's what's yeah. I, yeah, I was coming down Spruce Street and I'm looking. I'm like, hey, that's me. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but I, I appreciate that. So uh, big up the. I hope. I just hope everybody had a good time at the Grazing the Grass events that we put on. I really oh, did. Shout out my man. Uh, shout out my man Rick Lewis uh, for Megatron Sounds for making me sound really, really well. I really appreciate okay. that. Yeah, Megatron Sounds. They they do good. They do good sound when the city hires them and everything like that. Real good. Mm-hmm. Real good. Mm-hmm. And and another thing that we always ask, you know, a working professional and everything, if somebody was to come to you and ask, you know. How can I start? How can I be like you? How can I start DJing and everything? What three points of advice would you give them? The first, the first advice would be um, study, mm-hmm. study, study. Would you know study? The second thing would be target. Who's your target audience? Mm-hmm. Okay, who who's your target audience? And then the third thing. Ask yourself a simple question because this is what I did. Do you want to stand out from the crowd or be a part of the crowd? Okay. Now, what I mean by that is when you stand out, then you're going to be different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. My standout was when I turned 40, I reinvented myself. I started wearing suit and ties to all my gigs. Okay. So I made it business. Mm-hmm. I came to work. My whole mindset was, I'm not just a DJ. I'm here to entertain you. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, so I'm going to be business. This is business to me. Right. So I started wearing suits and ties to all my events. I didn't care what it was. Baby shower. See, I didn't care what it was. Suit and tie. So when people started hiring me, they was like, yo, this guy is professional. Mm-hmm. You know, he's suit tie. His gear looks professional. Not one speaker looking like this and one speaker looking like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it, everything I did was professional. Cool. And and that resonated with my brand becoming more, you know, mainstream. You know, the talent was there. But market yourself, just like we're doing right now. You have to market yourself, you know. And I, and I remember the transition you have, too. Mm-hmm. You have to market yourself, man. Yeah, you you have to market yourself because if you think about it, talk how many how many parties you've gone to 
just actually tell and G, I actually saw the same question. How many parties you guys were going to? You checked in the DJ and you checked out what he had on. Especially if I had to get dressed up, I was definitely checking out right. what he had on. Exactly. You want to see because we set the trend, we set the the, the, the tone. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, 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 when I, as I fast forward to all the events that I'm promoting and marketing, I set the tone. Right. You know, so if the party is under DJ Timberdog Entertainment and everybody's used to me being in suit and tie, guess what? I'm going to be in a suit and tie. Right. Because they know if Tim's going to be in a suit and tie, then maybe we should be dressed up too. I'm not asking y'all to be in a suit and tie, but at least be casual. Right. You know, you know, but I set the tone and we go from there. So I tell, I tell all up and coming DJs, listen, brand yourself. Okay. Be a walking billboard. Because this market around here in this area around here, everybody wants to be a DJ. But if you want to stand away from the crowd, you have to come up with a whole new way of marketing and branding yourself. Mm -hmm. Because when you walk out that door, you become that other person. Like It drives my girl crazy because I tell her, when I walk outside, I'm not just Tim. I'm DJ Tim Dog. I'm a walking billboard. Everybody knows me as DJ Tim Dog. So when I go down Timothy's and sit down and try to watch my Eagles play, and I hope we win today, thank God. <laughs> but when I go down there, I'm not Tim. I'm DJ Tim Dog. Right. You know, so just brand, just brand yourself. That's all. And you yeah. guys, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Another question I had to ask, and we asked Radar this, and Radar kind of blew my mind when you when you came up with it. But what's your go to song guaranteed to get the party started for Radar? What was it? Uh, flip side. It was flip side, right? Flip side. Yes, yeah, it he, was. Said, flip he said. Side. He said that's his oh. one. Like, he oh, that's yeah. He goes into the zone and stuff. What's what's Tim Dog's cut that be like? You know what? I'm guaranteed to get this party started. Let me just go ahead, boom, hit him with it. Joe Buttons, pump it up. Okay. That's okay. my. That's my right, dope. Right. The first time I heard Joe Buttons drop that joint, I was like, yo. I was like, yeah. That's for me right there. If you hear me play that joint, I mean I'm I'm going to go. I'm going I'm I got you where I want you. Now I'm going to take you someplace else. You know? And I'll go from Joe Buttons and P. Diddy's Hello Good Morning. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that breakdown. That break sweat on the walls. Dude, that, that break. Mm-hmm. Is like is fire. I remember doing the first time I heard Hello Good Morning, I was doing I don't know if Tuck if you remember uh Tracy Lynn Jewelry? Yes, yes. Yes. I remember we talked I used to be travel for that. Right. I was traveling her I was her DJ. I was her DJ. Mm-hmm. We did uh, uh we could she called them launches. We was doing it at a Chase Center. Hello Good Morning came out in 2012, 13. Launches start at 8 o'clock in the morning. I would build up to Hello, Good Morning. Because it was basically saying that. Mm-hmm. Hello, Good Morning to all these ladies. I got 3,000 ladies in here. Ooh, yeah. They going crazy. I'm playing Hello, Good Morning. When that break come in, all I would see is women doing this. <laughs> partying. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. They partying. Right. That's what's up. Uh... So, Dope yeah, said. those two for me, yeah. Yeah. Before we go out and everything, I just need you to, to tell people how they can find you, how they can, you know, reach you if they need a party done and everything and want it done by a professional. Yep. Well, of course, I'm on Facebook. Everybody knows us. You know, that's probably the easiest way to find me on Facebook. And you can find me in my government name, Tim Bayard, or my mother page, DJ Tim Dog. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at, uh, Tim Dog 418. Uh, Instagram, uh, DJ Tim Dog 418. Um, shout out to my sponsors. My sponsors, uh, Timothy's on the Riverfront, uh, Two Claws, located Prices Corner. I'm actually there. Shameless plug. I'm actually there for Black Friday, mm-hmm. November 26th. Come on, $25 all-you-can-eat buffet, seafood buffet. Come on through. Have a good time with us, grown folk style. Shout out to my, uh, my manager, Dave Coker, Dave Mark Incorporated. We're going to be doing some things down there. Okay. Um, shout out to my other sponsor, uh, Taste New York, down in Smyrna, Delaware, uh, Goldie. Um, Looking forward to going back down there on the 19th, uh, next Friday. And um, shout out to my man, DJ Tripp, also, who's um, going to be filling in for me for a little while while I go on this holiday tour that I'm getting ready to do. Um, and um, and I appreciate 
I just want to say thank you to everybody who's ever took the time out to hire me to do an event for them. Uh, took the time out to spend their hard-earned money, come to an event that I did. Um, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart because there would be no DJ Tim Dog without you guys. So I truly, truly appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And um, and like I said, hey, you know, if there's something you need, any DJ, you know, anybody out there who needs just some advice or anything of that nature, if I can pay it forward, by all means, inbox me. I'm the easiest person in the world to find. Inbox me. Got questions? I, I'm, a, I'm a walking encyclopedia. I always have a saying. I can tell you what you want to hear. I can tell you the truth. Ooh, that's what's up. Now, now, Tim Dog, before we cut out, at the end of every broadcast, we let G-Dash go crazy, you know, because he's, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's a... a, a He's, he does spoken word. He's a poet. You know, he's an author. He's a published author and everything like that. Okay. So what we do, we ask our guests to give a word to G and he'll incorporate that into a poem. So out of our conversation today, what would be your word to give to G to do his poem? Professionalism. Okay, G, you, you, you got that? Professionalism. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, shouts out, Board and DE Podcast. You know we're here. DJ Tim Dog. Thank you for, for joining us. Uh, I'm G Dash, of course. My man, Big Tuck. All right. And uh, Day by Day, Volume 1, The Willing. The book is available everywhere. Go ahead. DEXDE.net. All right. And the word is professionalism. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking people don't recognize how they carry themselves and don't realize that they are a brand. I'm thinking most of the time they can look in the mirror, but they don't understand what they're staring at or what they can impact. See, people can be too selfish to realize that they need to be a little bit more selfless in order to achieve what they need to achieve. Let me digress. See, they think it's all about how they can supposedly impress that little small circle. Mm -mm. The view is big, the view is wide. I need you to look far. See, right now, I need you to decide how do you want to be perceived? How do you want people to feel about you after you leave? How do you want them to feel when they shake your hand and they walk away like, once again, I will do business with this man? It's about are you willing to do the work in? Are you willing to understand what the industry standards are so you don't left lost in the darkness? See, I'm just asking you to focus. I'm just asking you to know that when people are spending their hard on cash to make sure that you do everything you can to make sure they enjoy that dash, <laughs> that they enjoy that time, that how you define how you spend your time and the work that you put into your craft will outlast because that's what memories do. And that's what you're creating every time you do what you do. So please make sure that you remain professional. Professional. Oh man, that's what's up. My man, my man. My man, appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Okay, well again, I'd like to thank my host, my co-host Jarrell, for you know coming out and our special guest, DJ Tim Dog, longtime thank friend. You, and and yes, I'm a longtime fan. I, I I love to hear this brother play. This brother definitely entertains. And plus, you know, because I know him, he'll slide something in there for me. Like I remember when that Kim came out, he was like, Yo, Big Tuck, I got you. I know that's your song. I got you. And plus, <laughs> and plus he hit me with my theme song when I came into my 50th birthday party. I didn't even know. <laughs> anybody, anybody that knows me knows that Neo Champagne Life, that's my theme song. Like, if I'm in a bad mood, yes, I play sir. that, my mood changes. If I'm great, go out with yes, the sir. girl and I'm getting all fresh to death, I'm playing that. That's 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 my motivation song. Remember, we used to have those back yes, in the sir. day. Like, I'm great, go to yeah. a party. You got the one song we spun your, your Jakar Cologne or your Eternity or whatever. Yes, sir. And you got the song on repeat to get you hyped up. So I appreciate that. Tim, love you, fam. Thank you for hanging out I with us here on board, DA. And what's up, Jay? Oh, I just want to acknowledge, Tuck, you came a long way. Because you because your your song to get ready to go used to be Natural Born Killers by Ice Cube. Yes. And, and, and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad Ice Cube and I'm just glad you made it from that. Yeah. Right? Yes. That, that tells you what was happening after he went out. You know what I'm saying? Like if you think about those was the songs he was listening to to get ready. After he leaves, <laughs> <laughs> Natural Born Killers. Everybody ain't make it after he left. 
That's what we do. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, we've come, we've come a long way, brother. Yes, we've come yes. a long way. <laughs> and I appreciate you, bro. I wish you nothing but the best. Much good fortune in you Thank and you. your company and everything. And again, Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate we're, it. We're so humbled here at, at Board and D that you came on with us, man. Appreciate that. Until next time, folks. You can check us out, but if you haven't already, definitely check out the website, www.bordende. On social media, we're all over the place at the Bordende. And the podcast gets uh, dropped every Thursday. We're on season three. The uh, new episode drops this Thursday. Can't wait. Until next time, everybody, peace. See y'all later. Peace. The Bordende podcast is brought to you by Lindsay Epsomia, LLC. 